A car shopping experience meets an out-of-body experience. With 50,000 cars added daily and unbelievably smart matchmaking, the new Cars.com. It's magical. Selling your car on Cars.com is so fast. It's like the dealer is in your own backyard. Get the best offer instantly, confirm with the dealer, and the money's yours. Cars.com. It's magical. Tap to sell on Cars.com today. And welcome in, everybody. This is Coast to Coast Football. Why is it Coast to Coast Football? Because I am Scott Kennedy, and I am in Atlanta. This guy over here is Nick Kendall. He is in Seattle, so we are Coast to Coast with your football coverage. And we have turned our Wednesday shows into stuff that Nick and I like talking about the most. The process, the general manager, the trades, the cap, the draft, all of that type of stuff. So we want to get into all of it. And today, we're going to get into, well, really the quarterback carousel. And I don't remember it being quite as crazy as it could possibly be this year. It seems like franchise quarterbacks never moved. Now there could be guys moving all over the place. And maybe that's part of that is because they're playing until they're 50 years old. Nick, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty well. Can't complain. I've uh, been enjoying some Lion Coffee this morning from Patrick and getting excited. I think two weeks from today, I uh, make the voyage off to Big Island, Hawaii. So excited for that and uh, getting by. You know, can't complain. Um, also, just getting exhausted from this Broncos quarter or head coaching search. I'm ready for it to. I'm ready for it to end. Yeah, and then there's a lot of it. It's like people people start rationalizing things with herself. So I don't like the way this guy's handling himself. Guys, the candidates aren't saying anything. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're quiet. They're doing their interviews. This has been like a week long process. Relax, relax a little bit. Um, StreamYard seems to have where we do our streaming seems to be having just a little bit of issues with my green screen. Cause it's flickering, which it never did. And then it comes up. Now I look a little bit like my daughter in the summertime when she stays in the pool too much without washing her hair. So, I do realize that. Apologies for the way it looks. Those of you listening after the fact, you don't care. I just have a little bit of a green halo around me, like a little little algae glow. Uh, and I am aware of that. And I couldn't fix it this morning. Uh, and it's the only time it's ever happened. So we'll get on with that. But let's say hello to some folks in the chat. Michael Ranquillo, always in here nice and early. He says, good morning, Scott. And good morning to you as well. Zach Powers saying good morning as well. And he asks... Is Coast to Coast name still up in the air? I think the chat can come up with some good ones like 70s sack show or something. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm really impressed with the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles and getting 70 sacks this season, mostly from their front four. Uh, Hassan Reddick, uh, edge outside linebacker, did have 16, did leave the team, but that leaves 50 plus sacks from their front four. To me, that's incredible. Um, and I do like Coast to Coast football, and you can find us after the fact. Uh, mm-hmm. on coasttocoastfootball.com. So just uh, if you want to go find where you can listen to this pod afterwards, coasttocoastfootball.com has all of the places. Uh, I think we've been approved on iTunes. It was in the process, but Spreaker, Spotify, all of those were on there. So just coasttocoastfootball.com. And Zach circling back to your Eagles right real noise. quick. Uh, please get Scott a pass rusher or three. Um, that's what he wants for the Falcons. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons could use uh, need to go edge. They need to go defensive line. Um, and if they can't do that, they need to go cornerback to give their defensive line maybe just another half step because those things work together. Good pass rush helps the secondary. Secondary helps the pass rush. They hmm. haven't had a whole lot either the last several years, Nick. Yeah, 100%. And talking about pass rush and the Eagles, I heard a fun stat yesterday. Uh, first team in NFL history with four players with 11-plus sacks in a single season. Uh, never happened before. So damn good defense. I think Eagles are probably going to win the whole thing. I, yeah, that that number and knowing what they're doing on offense, too, and then knowing that they can absolutely annihilate you with their front four. Yeah, that's a dangerous team. That's yeah. a really, really dangerous team. And they got two. So first I agree here. with you They're They're my I said I wasn't going to pick up against the Bengals. Maybe I won't. But they, they still have to get there. I said I, I'm, yeah. I'm done picking against the Bengals. But the Bengals of uh, have had the chiefs number by last year, they rushed three guys. Mm-hmm. And normally, you know, again, talking about the Falcons and the prevent defense, you rush three guys, 15 yard completion, six seconds, six seconds, six seconds, mm-hmm. touchdown. Okay. Well, that was an 80 second prevent defense touchdown. The, the Bengals were getting pressure with three. Mm-hmm. That's insane. 
I mean, yeah. that's that's insane. If you can do it with four, you're good. If you can do it with three, you're unbeatable. So the, the, the we'll see. It should be a pretty interesting, some pretty interesting game this week. I, I like the Eagles. I feel pretty strongly about the Eagles this weekend. Uh, Chiefs Bengals is a little bit more of a toss up for me. Yeah, it's it'll, I'm excited for this weekend. And uh, who knows? I mean, Bengals right now are favored by two, I think, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, they're, they're I think two, two and a half. And then then so were uh, the Eagles. So it was uh, but this is the first time that I, I don't think Mahomes has ever played a playoff game outside of uh, outside of Kansas City. And um, this is, I think, the first time he's been an underdog in it. Uh, just one of those type of things. But he's always been on a pretty good team. And part of it's because, you know, he's a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Mapp says, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. I know Kevin's interested in this conversation because we were talking a little bit on Facebook about if somebody as a quarterback falls to eight, Falcons might want to take him. Uh, yeah. and, and I agree. So we'll get into that as well. Cordarius Johnson says, buenos dias. Buenos dias to you as well. Joe Cannon says, great morning, fellas. Who's going to be our new DC? Uh, Joe is a Falcons fan and is asking about uh, who's going to be the defensive coordinator. You got to wait until the head coaching guys are done. Unless they, there's no reason to, to, to pull the trigger on a secondary candidate, a co-defensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. Former defensive something or whatever with the Carolina Panthers. No, no. We can get guys like that later if we're out there looking for players. If I'm out there looking for guys, I'm waiting on Brian Flores. I'm waiting on on Vic Fangio. And then uh, I'll see what happens from there. And then, you know, there could be some other guys come available depending on how the coaching staff still shake out, Nick. Yeah, I mean, Steve Wilkes could become available. He's been pretty darn good in Carolina for a number of years. Obviously knows the NFC South. Zero Evero. I was going to say Zero Evero, another one out there. So that's going to be secondary to the the head coaching hires. And also a lot of these guys probably waiting to see what defensive coordinator positions come available with the new head coaching hires. So probably The, the best, the best defensive coordinator candidates right now are being interviewed for head coaching jobs Mm. and nobody has hired a head coach yet. Unless that's changed in the last, I didn't see it. No No one's hired a head coach yet. Five openings right now, maybe more, (laughs) maybe more is the rumor. Um, Dominic Jaramillo coming in, said good morning, Scott and Nick, and Dog Nation. And Kevin asks, and we can get this started, Nick, <clears throat> talking about the quarterback carousel. There's gonna there's there's three or four good ones in the draft that are going to go pretty high. I think there's going to be four first-round quarterbacks. There's some OGs out there that are available in Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers for the right price. Um, there's some mid-level free agents, and then there's some guys that are going to be cut. I, I wrote down a list of, of 10, 10 quarterbacks just off the top of my head that started games or are high draft picks last year that could be on different teams. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Nick, that's incredible. We guys are getting moved around like crazy. Uh, just a lot of freedom for these uh, quarterbacks, the way the, uh, the contracts are set up and then you have guys wanting out and wanting new contracts. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Kevin also is asking about what are the odds of uh, CJ Stroud quarterback, Ohio state being there at eight. It's possible. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's certainly possible. I think the way this draft class is set up, if it was like the 2021 draft where you had, you know, Jamar chase, Jalen Waddle, Patrick Sertan, JC Horn, Micah Parsons, Devonta Smith, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Then I think it'd be much more likely he was available. Penny. That was a year later. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You're, I'm wrong. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, that that was I, yeah. That was the position player yeah. I would have taken for, at four for the Falcons. I, I said yep. trade down, <clears throat> which the 49ers ruined that at three. Yeah. <laughs> um, trade down, uh, Penny Sewell probably would. Uh, Justin Fields, trade down, Penny Sewell, trade down. Those were my five choices yeah. for yep. the Falcons at, at four. God, what a draft. That was an incredible year of talent. Oh, my God. Um. Penny Sully, of course, uh, Devonta Smith. So anyway, my point, if there was a draft class like that, I think that you'd have a chance of Stroud being there at eight. Mm-hmm. From what I've watched, the other perceived top guys, you have uh, Jalen Carter, Will Levis, or well, excuse me, Will Levis, Will Anderson, and then question marks after that as far as the blue chip caliber talent. I think B. John Robinson's there. He plays running back. Um, so that's, uh, I think, probably with, with that being said, I don't think there's a great chance of C.J. Stroud being there at eight. I think probably goes top five. I think there's a pretty, I feel pretty confident in who the top five will be right now, which is, 
I know foolish to say this early in the process, things change. Uh, but right now I, I feel like, okay, three quarterbacks, the two defensive linemen after that, toss your hands in the air. I have no clue. Yeah, I I think it'll be tough for CJ Stroud to be there at eight. And and we'll talk about those guys. In fact, we could we could we could hit the veterans first because I think mm-hmm. we can we can run through them pretty quick. Um let's get the easy one out of the way as far as this quarterback carousel goes. Um Daniel Jones is a free agent in New York Giants. Uh what are your thoughts on him on on where he might end up? You know, we can talk about some of the better fits. Good running quarterback, had a really good season under Brian Dayball. They did not put his fifth-year option on him, which is a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's, it's kind of a good risk if you're a team, if you can re-sign him. It's like, okay, we don't. if, if he's not very good, we don't have to pay him $16 million. If he is good, we're going to have to pay him a lot more than $16 million, But that means he was good. Mm-hmm. He was good. Um, I think he's headed back to New York. I, I think he's a New York Giant. That I feel that's why I said let's get the easy one out of the way. That one seems pretty easy to me. I feel like that's pretty easy too. I hope that he takes a short term uh, contract with high on the guarantees and then maybe can hit the market in a year or two with uh, the tutelage under Brian Dayball. I'm curious to see what happens with uh, Mike Kafka there. Maybe if Mike Kafka goes to another opportunity, let's say Mike Kafka gets hired by the Texans or the Colts. Well, mm-hmm. suddenly Daniel Jones maybe has a bigger market. And things could be interesting there. Maybe he'd want to follow the guy who was calling his plays uh, there. But right now, I think that Jones back to the Giants is the safest bet. But I, I like Daniel Jones. I think he's pretty underrated. I would be – I'd love him on the Falcons, honest to God. I, I, th- I think he'd be a really good fit for Arthur Smith, but that makes him a yeah. good fit with how Dayball is using him too. Yes. Um, you know, he's he's in a good spot. New York should have plenty of money. Um, I don't think they want to use the franchise tag on him if they if they can help it. Um, you know, that ended up being about $40 million, but yeah. he could get a $30 million contract pretty easily uh, for, for 125 with a hundred guaranteed. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. So I think that one's pretty easy. Um, yeah. Daniel Jones is going back to New York. Now let's talk about the, uh, the, the, the real OG, the goat, so to speak, Tom Brady. Tom Brady had some void years, so he is a free agent, I believe. Sometimes I look at those contracts and it confuses me a little bit. He's carrying a dead cap hit with Tampa Bay. Uh, It it doesn't sound like he's heading back there. He might, Um, but there's some interesting spots for him, and it wouldn't cost you any draft picks to try and get him. What makes sense for Tom Brady? Uh, The team that seems to be pretty linked to Tom Brady right now is that of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they've obviously had the pretty unceremonious breakup uh, between them and Derek Carr. Uh, there is a relationship there between him and Josh McDaniels for Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. And I think Tom could even get partial ownership or something from the Raiders as well. They're a pretty cash poor franchise, but that's a money making spot. Uh, no doubt. So that's, I mean, difference between the Broncos with the Walton Penners, the, the Broncos ownership is side fund. You know, that's fun. It's, rainy day money they're doing their whatever over there the davis family the raiders are their money uh right. so bringing in tom brady there's definitely a chance for some money to be expended there's some ownership groups the other team here that i think is pretty interesting to follow that i'd be curious would be the san francisco 49ers i think that him with kyle shanahan would be really interesting obviously brock purdy's on a magical run right now but i don't think he's playing incredible football he's playing good football for what he where he was drafted and it's an awesome story but if you have a chance to bring in Tom Brady in that offense, I think you highly consider that Tom Brady grew up a San Francisco 49ers fan. Also, there was the, I don't remember. There was an interview that he did after he joined Tampa Bay where he had a lot of, uh, he had an inter- he had a quote where he's like, they're choosing that bleeping guy over me, that guy. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure that guy was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49ers. Uh, could have, there was also some rumors it could have been the Titans with uh, Ryan Tannehill, but I'm pretty sure it was Jimmy G. And, and what's funny uh, is you mentioned a bunch Tannehill. of guys that are also on the market. We'll hit on them too. Yep. You know, other than Brock Purdy, probably Brock Purdy is probably the safest one of this whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one, of course, of the guys you mentioned. I think he's the only one with a contract. Yep. Um, other than Derek Carr, <laughs> and that ain't lasting either. Uh, what about the New England Patriots? You know, uh, there was some there was some rumblings around that he could end up back with the Patriots. Uh, Patriots fans in the comments, you know, let us know what you think because I know some some people have come in on my YouTube page and had, you know, I know a little bit about a lot of teams. I'm not going to know the Patriots as well as a diehard Patriots fan. I'll admit that right now. So there was some talk that 
that McDaniels and Brady don't mix. That was a problem, which would cross the Raiders right off of the list. Matt, who's going back? Is it Bill O'Brien going back to yeah, Bill O'Brien going back to uh to New, New England? England? Mac Jones is still young. You know, he might not yeah. like it if Tom Brady come back, but he might. You know, I if I've got a chance to, you know, I've got a chance to be in my third year. I got a five-year deal basically before I get my next contract. How much longer would he play, or am I gonna get stuck behind him like Jordan Love and the Packers? And has Mac Jones even earned a say in this? right now not when it comes to tom brady so is there a chance tom brady could come back to new england i think there's a chance i don't know what the dynamic is between them uh between tom brady and bill belichick i don't know how that uh, worked in departing also i don't know if bill belichick wants tom brady back i mean let's, tom brady did not play the best down the stretch here this season part of it is that tampa bay offensive line that offensive it. line was just destroyed by injuries this year injuries and free agency I mean, between their Super Bowl year and this year, it's it's a whole. It was it was a very very big difference. I agree, but there were teams with worse situations, and the quarterbacks played better than Tom Brady did down the stretch. So it's fair. To, I think it's fair to question uh, what that would look like. He's still going to be Tom Brady, and he, people are going to want him. But maybe Bill Belichick. You know, I'm not going to even dare to get in the head of uh, the headspace of his. But maybe he would not be as interested um, in that. Also. Uh, 88 Dr. Pepper says, don't you think Brady wants to go to a Super Bowl team? Raiders have such a poor offensive line and defense that it's hard for me to imagine he'd be interested in them. The Raiders would be able to cobble together a free agent based team, probably <laughs> doing this because people are going to want to come and play with Tom Brady. And also players want to go to Vegas. Unfortunately, yeah, who's who's close that Tom Brady would fit that, that, that would need a quarterback like that, you know, that could come in jets, the jet, how close to the jets? I mean, they actually bad? were. You're right. They played pretty well this year, and their quarterback play was pretty poor. Yeah. Broadway, Broadway Brady. Yeah. I mean, that, and also want to talk about sticking it to, uh, <laughs> talk about sticking it to New England and, uh, Bill Belichick. That'd be interesting. I think the San Francisco 49ers one is the one that would be the most interesting. I mean, they're the biggest brand of football on the West Coast. He grew up a 49ers fan. Be interesting. Um, and Kevin said, Tom Brady's good now. He's very good now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's elite. Uh, anymore i wouldn't put him in the top five yeah and and the the, the quarterback six. play of the jets this year was so bad that very good is an incredible step up and they were a competitive team they're yeah. they've got really good defensive pieces they have invested well into some uh some offensive weapons that i, I agree with you you know uh, and then tom brady year maybe two and then figure it out you know i don't i don't know if there's hope for zach wilson but and if you if you couldn't zach follow him around for a year be, be Antonio Brown. Just follow him around. Go live with him for a year. You're going to do everything he's going to do for a year. And, and we're going to have a shot at this thing. Um, so the other OG, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I look at that dead cap number and I see 100 million and I'm thinking even splitting two, it's 50. But that's on a cut. On a trade, he ends up being knocked down to about 30 dead cap um, with 30 savings. So it ends up being... It makes it sound like if you look at overthecap.com, it makes it sound like, oh, they have cap savings. Eh, kind of. You know, it's like saying, okay, you have $20 to spend, but you know what? I need $5 for parking. Now you have 15 to spend. Oh, no, it was only $4 for parking, so I give you 10 back. That was your cap savings, the 10. Well, you still only have 16 to spend. You had 20. So it's still a cap hit. But mm -hmm. I, I told you I was going to reach out to my guy, Bill Huber, who covers the Packers, and say, hey, what's what's going on here? And he goes, absolutely, it could happen. He says they think they can get at least a first, maybe more. And everybody up here is kind of ready to move on. It's it's time for a change. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're not getting any better right now with Aaron Rodgers, that it would be time for a change. So all those teams we mentioned with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, with Tom Brady, it kind of makes sense for Aaron Rodgers, too. Yeah. I mean, you saw, I think the Jets have interviewed both Nathaniel Hackett and uh, Justin Outen, uh, two former Packer offensive coaches that uh, could maybe, maybe be part of the the package or the dream, you know, to lure Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. So that's a team that'd be interesting to me. I mean, we even some of these teams that we're talking about here, I mean, just going over the list of quarterback openings, the Washington Commanders, I know they said that they said uh, Sam Howell could be our quarterback in 2023. They can save, I pulled up the cap here, $26 million moving on from Carson Wentz. Zero dead cap hit. 
and create a lot of space. That's a team that I'm guessing is going to be in the quarterback market without a doubt. Uh, we've talked a little bit about um, the Colts in the past. So that's a team that obviously is interesting. Carolina the Colts are going to be linked to every single quarterback on earth, but one yep. because of their history of going with older guys and two, because they need a quarterback. Yep. hundred uh, percent. Carolina is going to need a quarterback, although they don't have a lot of cap room. So that's more of a, draft position team but we'll see with them uh the texans obviously we mentioned the jets as well so uh we'll see that i feel like there's more quarterbacks oh and also the uh the saints another one but i feel like there's more quarterbacks than there are potential landing spots uh right now so it'll be interesting i i wouldn't be surprised to see some of these teams double up you know they somebody brings in a jimmy garoppolo and then drafts a quarterback but Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see and Zach Powers comes in. He talks about Brady to Carolina, stay in the division that you can win with a nine and eight record. Sean Payton stays at the Saints and Brady goes to Saints. Where Sean Payton ends up becomes interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was some talk. There was some talk about, hey, you know, that, that there was a, a tweet. Uh, you, you remember the, the, the woman's name that was covering it, talking about there's a team lurking. Yeah. For, for Sean Payton. Now we immediately think, okay, that's the Dallas Cowboys. They just, you know, flamed out of the playoffs again. They did get a win, but they, they went out and the last play doesn't leave a good memory in people's minds. No, but the other one that that rumors were the guy was in a little bit of trouble and they were already in trouble for tampering was the Miami dolphins. Mm -hmm. You know, could they move on from Mike McDaniels and bring in Sean Payton, make that move and then get Tom Brady. That is a personality. And by the way, Mike McDaniels would be unemployed for maybe 15 seconds if he wanted another job. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. We'll see what happens there. That's a definitely an interesting one to watch for Sean Payton as well. I knew they were interested in Sean Payton last year, and he turned them down, I believe, offered him a $20 million a year contract or something. Uh, didn't work out, but... I don't think Brady see. stays in the NFC South. Yeah, I don't think... Well, the thing about Carolina, too, is their cap space. They have like some of the least amount of cap space and some of the least movable cap space as well. Like they're, I think it's the Shaq Thompson contract, and that's about it as far as creating a uh, cap this season. So... I don't think I think Carolina is very much a draft pick or bust uh, with how they are set up right now. Yeah, and that makes sense. Or you know, who can you get? Can I get a Jimmy Garoppolo to come in on a on a cheap deal? So if you had a gun to your head right now, oh, hopefully don't I don't get flagged as being violent from from the YouTube bots. Uh, <laughs> who would you? Where do you think Tom Brady plays in twenty twenty three? I'm going to say the Raiders. Uh, there's been connection. There's, there's flirtations in the past. I think that him and McDaniels have a fine relationship. I don't think McDaniels tears it down like he does unless he's uh, has somebody in sight. Now, obviously, you have Jimmy G as an option there as well with the connections. But I think I think it's going to be the Raiders. I like the idea of the Jets. I do. Yeah. I think Broadway Brady makes a little bit of sense. That huge market. He's a worldwide brand being right mm-hmm. there in, you know, in, in, in Manhattan. Well, sort of. They play in New Jersey and they practice in New Jersey. But... Um, but it's still considered the Broadway Jets. Yeah. Um, Broadway I have another big Brady quarterback. Little... I have another quarterback going to the Jets, who's a big one. Who do you have going to the Jets? Rodgers. I think that that's Aaron Rodgers. That's that's screaming Rodgers. And I also like patterns. Don't patterns in the past don't necessarily dictate the future, but that's where uh, Aaron uh, Brett Favre was traded to from the Packers as well. It just, I mean, they're making. They're going after former Broncos coaches who the Broncos brought in to try or lure uh, Aaron Rodgers the first time, allegedly. Uh, so that one just, I think, I think Aaron Rodgers ends up the Jets. I also think the Jets sense. are going to be that, desperate. That makes sense too. So Rodgers or Brady in New York next year and Zach Wilson, pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> or Learn go hang out with guys. The... It's hard from a, from a style standpoint, from a comp standpoint, Zach Wilson's a hell of a lot closer to Aaron Rodgers than he is mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, just watching Aaron Rodgers, I remember watching him in the, it was January of 2011. So it was a 2010 season playoffs. And he came to the dome in Atlanta. Atlanta was the number one seed. And he made throws on the run that if I was playing Madden, I would have been pissed off. If you and I were playing Madden together and your quarterback was doing that in Madden, I would have said, this game's ridiculous. You cannot run full sprint to your left and throw it 60 yards downfield on a dime to the right. Aaron Rodgers did. Um, he did. Wilson's got the tools, but again, the, the quarterback position is the least amount about the tools versus everything else. That's why it makes it harder to scout. You know, when you've got all the intangibles and the tools, you know, you got one of the greatest, but it is, it is tough. Um, 
Michael says the, the Jets offered two first-round picks to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. Is that confirmed, or is that just kind of what we're we're talking about? The, if they offer two first-round picks to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, the Packers would be fools to turn that down. Yeah, You do that, but I think they would need to do that after June 1st. Can you offer the trade and then designate it as a June 1st? Not like Maybe, actually have it. Because think- you'd, want the, you'd, you'd want to use those picks in this draft, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think there's some things where you can actually like it's it's designated as that cap hit, but the it trade happens. doesn't go through. We don't consummate the trade until June 1st or, you know, something like the, the trade becomes official. Yeah, something along those lines. So I think yeah. there's a ways that you can do that. That yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, because you'd want you'd want at least one of those picks this year for sure. Yeah. Um, you'd think maybe you wouldn't, though, with the way the draft is starting to set up. I would I'd want a 2024 pick personally. Yeah. Um. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is, uh, I could go one more OG. I kind of forgot about him. Is Matt Ryan. Um, is Matt, is Matt Ryan playing football in 2023? I don't know, but if he is, I think he goes somewhere that is in desperate need for a quarterback that does not have a lot of cash available. That probably needs a, a somebody to bridge the gap for a year for them. And two teams that come to mind for me, I don't know what to make of these teams because where they pick, where they don't pick, and also their cap space is just head-scratching right now. And that's Tampa Bay. Uh, I was thinking Tampa Bay. I didn't want to say it. I'm like, that almost seems like heresy to say Matt Ryan and Tampa Bay. But I was originally thinking warm weather. Let's get some yeah. good weather. Let's get some yeah. good weather, Matt. You got old joints, old bones. You've been beat to hell for the last decade of your life. Yeah, Tampa And who's going to need a quarterback that could be a decent team? Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's one that sticks out to me. The other one is the Saints. I know they're both NFC South teams. That'll, Falcons fans will be upset about that. <laughs> but just that those teams don't have cap space. And who are they playing next year? I I, I don't know. Is, is Tampa Bay seriously going to trot out Kyle Trask? I can't imagine that unless they're full on tank, tanking. And if that's the case, hell, uh, send Tristan Wirfs to Denver, please. God bless. Um, <laughs> if they're trying to tank next year. And also, uh, you have the, again, Saints. Are they going to play Taysom Hill? I mean, what's going on with Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton? That's a team that very much in the quarterback market, but they got no money to spend. So I don't know. I think they can re-sign one of those guys. Going back to uh, another guy, um, Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson has been linked to, you know, several teams in the quarterback market, specifically the Atlanta Falcons. He'd be a really good fit with the Falcons. I think it's going to cost way too much in order to try and get him. Um, right now I feel like for what Baltimore is asking, there's only one team that can afford Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. They want to keep him. Um, they say he wants to be there. I think he's going to, that's where he'll be. Triple eight. Dr. Pepper says he saw, Oh, I'm sorry. That's not the one. Well, we can come back to that one though. But, um, I, I actually have, he says, I saw Matt Ryan in a recent interview. He sounded very enthusiastic about playing for another season. I actually have immediately after the game him talking on on my channel so you can check it out on youtube um <clears throat> but it was joe saying i've seen an article saying we could trade aj terrell grady jarrett in a 2023 first round pick and some other picks for lamar jackson i instantly got pissed you, you should that's ridiculous that's uh that that's not gonna happen no offense to lamar jackson but that's that's a, a good piece of your future and aj terrell that is if not mr falcon He's Mr. Falcon's, you know, son uh, and Grady Jarrett in a really good place. And then a 2023 number eight and then some other stuff. And then you'd have to drop a $200 million contract because you're not making that trade unless you you give him the contract. And he's already been offered about $150 million guaranteed, $100 million guaranteed. So, Joe, that was an article from someone stirring the pot. Mm-hmm. This is what it could be. Would they do this? This is that's a it's off season. I want to generate some chatter. That was not, I don't want to say a, a credible source, but that was not, this is what I'm hearing is in the works for sure. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that. This that is was, this uh, is what it could look like um, kind of thing. And I would imagine it's going to take more picks than anything. Touching on Lamar right now, and then he says, just barely typed that. Um, also, I sorry, chat, gotten getting mad about me saying uh, Matt Ryan to the Saints. I'm just looking uh, at You teams. saw my reaction to that. Yeah. I was like, ooh, ooh. Uh, Matt is a very fairly polarizing figure in Atlanta anyway, because he was here for so long. And, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going through the same thing up in green Bay. Mm-hmm. You wear out your welcome after a time and it's, it's time to move on. 
if 60% have, most people have good feelings about Matt Ryan, the person he'll be warmly embraced when he's back, you know, when he comes back, unless he went to the saints, yeah. unless he went to yeah. the saints, it's mercenary league. You guys got rid of him, uh, traded him. I mean, that's, I would not fault him at all, but uh, we'll see what happens with him. As far as Lamar Jackson, I imagine he's back with the Ravens next season. I think they're going to work something out to get him there. I think firing of um, Greg Roman was part of uh, making Lamar happy. I think that they were, he was ready for that. Uh, if Lamar wanted Greg Roman back, he would still be in Baltimore, uh, but it's definitely one to follow. Um, and if I was Lamar Jackson and the, fr- the uh, Ravens are just slapping the franchise tag on me, I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously not playing. I'm going to sit out. Sorry. Uh, the, my playing style, there's a reason he wants all that guaranteed money. Uh, he little skinny sometimes, you know, the little frailer for the running back or the quarterback position runs around a bit. Uh, I'd be looking for that big guaranteed contract as well. And you know what? Somebody's going to give it to me on the market. Somebody's going to give me a big deal uh, on the market. Yeah, they're just they're not going to give a Deshaun Watson package to do it. No, no. You know, which but was it's three be... first round draft picks. No. no, any team that could afford to do that. Oh man, I just any team that would have a package that you want isn't good enough where the quarterback is the difference. You know, you're if you're the Atlanta Falcons and we've talked about this, I don't know what they offered for Deshaun Watson. We know what it took to get Deshaun Watson. That was the winning bid. Mm-hmm. What did the Falcons? The Falcons were in the Deshaun Watson. Remember, it was going to be the Saints or the Falcons mm-hmm. until Cleveland came in and made this offer that was off the charts. What was it going to take to get Deshaun Watson beforehand? Two first round picks, you know, last year's number eight and this year's number eight. Um, maybe. Okay. I- I'm good with that. Forget all the other off the field stuff. I'm talking about a young pro bowl, 25 year old quarterback who's from Georgia. Yes. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Are you willing to do a similar deal to, for, now that the market's been set at three first rounders? Are you willing to do that for Lamar Jackson? No, I, I-, I wouldn't have wanted to do that for Deshaun Watson either. So this isn't about Lamar. This is about a team on the ascendancy giving up three first-round picks if you don't already have them. Now, if I'm the Houston Texans and I've got somebody else's first-round picks, mm-hmm. okay, no skin off my back. It was just it was it was uh, I still have change from the Lamar Jackson. Tra- I mean, from the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, real quick on here, um, Zach Power says Matt Ryan should wait to be cut by the Colts to get his money and then retire and go into media. He'd be really good on media. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think he wants at least one more year on it. I, I don't think he's convinced that it was. We didn't fail in in, in Indy because of me. Right now, uh, Indy had a, plenty of other problems, and he will be cut by the Colts. I'll be shocked. What will be interesting? Dan Quinn's a finalist for the Colts job. <laughs> if Dan Quinn comes in, that's going to be a, a a real great. F- I don't think he'll he'll even make that conversation. That would be a Ballard, and then Quinn would meet him on the way out. Um, but but Matt Ryan has a thirty million dollar cap hit against like a six million dollar dead cap hit. He he's already gotten paid. You know, as far as waiting to get his money, he already got his money from the Falcons. He's already been compensated for this year. Um, that's why the Falcons have such a huge dead cap number. He's already been paid. Um, he he'll be cut. He'll, he'll, yeah. he, he'll, he will be cut. And because Derek Carr is in a very similar situation, $30 million dead cap, uh, $30 million uh, cap hit, $5 million dead cap hit. We talked about this on Monday. Why would somebody trade for him when I can just reach out to his agent, come to an agreement and wait for them to cut him? This is not a Baker Mayfield situation, Nick, where Baker's contract was guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be... I don't know what's going to happen with Matt. I think I, I remember a Sports Illustrated article uh, back in the day of the quarterbacks with the most symmetrical faces. And I think it was Matt Ryan, number one. So, yeah, he definitely made for TV. It'd be good to have him in there, although I'm still bitter. He picked uh, Boston College over Iowa way back when. Um, but I digress. It'll be interesting. And talking about, I see some comments about uh, Washington football team from Zach Powers. I think the team that I'm going to peg for a uh, Washington football team, I think Derek Carr is going to end up in uh, Washington. That's a team that has a lot of cap space. They're obviously not in a position to draft one. I think Derek Carr on his way to Washington makes a lot of sense to me. Um, That's a good shout. Um, How much different is he than Wentz? You know, some of the questions on decision-making, et cetera, et cetera. Um, He can run an offense much more down to down uh, than Carson Wentz. He's a superior quarterback. So where does that put Jimmy Garoppolo? 
Excellent question. <laughs> Jimmy G, that's another team where maybe Tampa Bay makes some sense. We don't know what that off, the offensive coordinator is going to be in that system that they're going to run there. I don't think Jimmy G would have been the best fit for that Bruce Arians, you know, what is it, the Earhart Perkins offense uh, style that they ran there. But uh, not many teams run that anymore. I like that style back in my Madden days. But uh, that's uh, that's one I would be interested in. Other spots, I mean, God, maybe Houston for your G. Jimmy G is such an enigma. I thought he was kind of an easy fit for the Jets when Aaron Rodgers was going to be back in the the uh, Green Bay when the likes of Matt LaFleur, excuse me, was it Matt LaFleur there? Who's the, what, the other LaFleur who got fired from the Jets? Uh, I was think that be was there. Matt. Yeah, Matt LaFleur. But now I'm not, I think that they're, they are just lining up for Aaron Rodgers in my opinion. That one makes a lot of sense. Also the rumor that Aaron Rodgers is going to an AFC team, uh, talking about Chandler Price's comment here. Chandler Price. Talking, Chan- Chandler Candler, excuse me, Candler <laughs> Price. Uh, Maybe what? it is Chandler, but it's spelled Candler. Shenandler Bong um, coming in here. So I hear everyone talking Miss about Shenandler Bong. Yes, <laughs> nailed it. Uh, talking about Lamar and Derek Carr, but what about Aaron Rodgers to Atlanta? He'd have better weapons, get to play in, in a dome. We have the money to cover his contract. I think he's trying to work on some emojis here. I'm not sure what's going on with the objects uh, sticker there. But from what I've heard, the Packers are only going to trade into the AFC. I think there was a report on that yesterday. And there's plenty of teams that would be suitors for Aaron Rodgers that they're not going to have a limitation of teams, even if they just hold it to AFC squads. And when you trade for a guy like this, typically the contract isn't as bad because most of that stuff is tied up in bonuses. Mm -hmm. So his contract is only in the neighborhood of like $16 million to the new team, a roster bonus based salary. That's really it. So he, again, when you're, when you're finagling these caps, you work under the cap number by paying out guaranteed money and bonuses and stretch it over multiple years. That's good if you're trading for that guy because they've already paid him. Like I just said about mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's already gotten paid. He's, he's already gotten paid. Julio Jones could play on $2 million in Tampa because he'd already been paid $20 million in 2022 by the Titans and Falcons. So he was on $22 million. It was just everybody else footing the bill. So Aaron Rodgers' contract to his new team it's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. Dirt cheap. It's Marcus Mariota money. Um, oh man. He, yes, he, he'd be great in Atlanta. <laughs> he, cause he can still move. He can, he can still move. Um, do you want to give up? It, it's if, if this was the Falcons are a player away, you know, if the Falcons were a quarterback away, but how do you get him another wide receiver? How do you get him a defense? If, you're giving away two first round draft picks to, to get him in a second. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, it, with Aaron Rodgers, you can use some of that free agent money. Yeah. You know, maybe you can hit the free agency. Maybe. Candler, I like where your head is at. Players Not, would probably want to come also. And also, yeah, Atlanta's that's what I mean. you're, 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 yeah. you're going to be much more active in free agency with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Um, 100%. That's, and, uh, that's, that's how you answered my own question. <laughs> and I had a good comment here from Chase Wellner. Uh, says Jimmy Garoppolo talking about the, Miami Dolphins of the Jets. I didn't even think about Miami. Um, Tua Tagovailoa had Tagovailoa had three concussions this season in one year, uh, reportedly. I wouldn't be shocked at all if maybe it's best for him long term in his career to take a year off. Um, I know that the three concussions in one season is unbelievable. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. That's that's probably the biggest question mark this entire off season is what's going on with T- Tagovailoa and his concussions. But and not just concussions, they were bad. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, they were, they were, he was put in scary situations. We see guys go into concussion protocol all the time mm-hmm. and okay, we're holding them out and he's in the protocol. You see it and you don't necessarily even know that anything happened. You knew when Tua was out yeah. and it was scary. Yeah, um, but that talking about Jimmy G again, that's Mike McDaniel. No S mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel worked with him for a number of years and the offensive coordinator for San Francisco. I called that him McDaniels, one- didn't I? Yeah, it's, it's okay. I, I always get it. And I even wrong. like thought about it as I said it, and I still called him McDaniels. I'm like, yeah, that's right. His was with the S. No. No S. <laughs> and Matt or uh, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, the, the, just got to carry that S over like you're doing a math equation or something. But uh, it, he'd be a very interesting fit, but it really depends on what's going to happen with Jimmy G. Uh, the other one that's interesting here is, for me, in my opinion, Houston. We keep talking about Houston, a no doubt team that's going to draft a quarterback, but we don't know what this new coach is going to want. Uh, we don't know what this uh, general manager is going to want. Can Nick Casario survive a rookie quarterback year one? I mean, that could be a team that could 
use that pick for an instant contributor in a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson. They have another first round pick. Maybe they like Anthony Richardson to be a development project and they sign a Jimmy Garoppolo. They sign a Derek Carr. Uh, so I think when they were number one overall, it was probably more likely to be a quarterback, but maybe the guy they like the most goes one and they can't get there. So they pay a guy instead. Here's a question on another guy who could be on the carousel, who the San Francisco 49ers paid a fortune for in draft picks. Kevin Mapp asked, what happens to Trey Lance in San Francisco? Uh, I'm on record by being on record. You can hunt back through. It's recorded on YouTube somewhere is saying that I, I won the number two quarterback in that draft for me was Justin Fields Two, my God, that's a lot to pay for Trey Lance who has such a, an incomplete track record and resume. Um, it may hit, it may not, but wow, what a risk, what a gamble swing big, right? Yeah. Swing for the fences. It's a strikeout home run league in Major League Baseball right now, right? Yeah. So what happens with Trey Lance in San Francisco? Uh, the reports coming out of San Francisco are Brock Purdy will be the guy next year. Is that he would have to have a huge drop-off or he's going to be the guy. That makes Trey Lance expendable. You try and recoup some yeah. of that cost. Who who could come back for him? Who could come and trade for him or what's the package? Yeah, yeah. Who, okay. who would who would be interested in coming in? And what, what do you think it would cost? I think it's going to cost at least a first-round pick, but it obviously depends on where that first-round pick is. Like the Colts at number four overall is a big discrepancy between the Broncos at 29, 30, 31. It would take four of those picks from the Broncos right. to get up to that spot. So uh, Indy is the one that I think is the most logical. I think we talked about it yesterday where they showed uh, Chris Ballard with his board in the background and uh, the the Colts use this like gold star prospect where they have a gold plated placard on the players that they view. They only give it to like three guys in the entire draft or something that, you know, off the charts, intangibles, athleticism, intelligence, tools, blah, blah, blah. And I know Chris Ballard is very tools oriented for all his positions, including the quarterback spot. So I think the Colts would be very interested uh, in getting Trey Lance. So that's one to keep an eye on for. Maybe they like him more than a Will Levis. Uh, the other court was CJ Stroud has question marks about the playmaking ability and the overall arm talent. Uh, I know that uh, I think it's fine, but again, that's question marks that I've heard from people. Doesn't have a howitzer, and we've saw we've seen with like Dak Prescott that if you don't have a crazy strong arm, sometimes those intermediate throws are hard to get, and that's what a lot of these teams are making bank on right now in the NFL. Uh, and then you have um, the likes of the I think another team that would be really interesting is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they only have one year left of Ryan Tannehill. They have the 11th overall pick this cycle. And the Tennessee Titans just hired the former director of player personnel uh, from the 49ers, who obviously was a part of the decision-making to bring in Trey Lance uh, to the 49ers. Apparently, there was a power struggle a bit between the front office and the coaching staff. Uh, with that 49ers pick, coaching staff was a little bit more interested in Mac Jones. Uh, again, this is allegedly. This is not fact. Uh, but the uh, – yeah, and – Joe Cannon talking about Tennessee as well. Um, but also, so there was a dynamic there reportedly between the front office and the coaching staff. Front office went out, got Trey Lance. Now you're bringing over a front office guy over to the Titans. And also, just another factor here, um, after uh, that, God, I, I don't know his name, um, minority candidate hired to be the general manager for the Tennessee Titans. After he was, was a, brought up. That wasn't Ron. I don't remember for sure. I don't pay as much attention to the general managers the as I do the, stuff. the players and coaches. I mean, once they've established themselves, then you know the names. But for somebody who's a first-time one, you don't really know it as much. But uh, after that move was made, Trey Lance, this is really, you know, put it. And we got Ran Carathon. I've even heard that name. I know Ran Carathon. Thank you, Joe, for the uh, research. Which always, the there's, a, there's a person out there named Ron Carthen in, in the sporting world. And that's where I was thinking that's that's his name. I'm like, yeah, I, I knew it was close. I read that as Ron Carthen. Who's Ron Carthen anyway? He's somebody out there. <laughs> uh, but Ran Carathon, the... You know, this is definitely being a detective here, but uh, when he announced that he was going to Tennessee or Tennessee announced it, Trey Lance did an Instagram story of uh, him with the announcement with the praying hands emojis on it um, with the uh, Titans there. So that's one to keep an eye on, in my opinion. Uh, the other team here that I'd be interested in would be the Carolina Panthers. Why is that? They are a team that has a high draft pick. They don't have a lot of draft capital. And very much a need for they they don't they have a high draft pick they don't have a lot of salary cap excuse me um, and they have a need for a quarterback those are one of the, they're one of the teams that I can't imagine them making a big splash in free agency because of the salary cap restrictions 
but they have the draft capital and they probably would love a young cost controlled quarterback that could Mm -hmm. fit into this team. So um, let's stick on the Carolina Panthers here real quick. Um, Because at city, if they, if they're sitting at number eight and they don't make a trade for a, for a guy, there should be one. We mentioned four quarterbacks that are out there. Bryce young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, different variations of, styles of play mm-hmm. um you know you've got anthony richardson and will levis are bigger uh more mobile you know they're they're gonna fit a josh allen mold a little bit better and then cj stroud and bryce young are athletic but not runners first they're they're yeah. definitely pockets pocket passers pro style to begin with um anthony Richardson's gonna be there at eight the other three might not be if carolina doesn't trade up could they go anthony richardson in that spot I'm sorry. Eight is the Falcons. Uh, the Panthers are nine right behind right. them at nine. Yeah. So, um, you know, cause Zach says the Falcons should pick Anthony Richardson at eight. They won't be picking top 10 next year and should draft a quarterback team being pigeonholed into a free agent quarterback. ESPN put out an article and I've got it on allfalcons.com that they think the biggest question coming into their biggest offseason priority is making a decision at quarterback. They may already have their answer. They may, they may feel, we feel good about where we are and the people that are available to get that we're better off with Desmond Ritter and investing our other resources into building the other, the the, the other parts of the team. That said, if CJ Stroud falls to eight, if Anthony Richardson falls to eight, those aren't a win now type of move. So miss me with that, but that is an investment for the future for sure. Carolina Panthers, Anthony Richardson makes sense for me as well. The thing about Anthony Richardson is I just don't know if he's ready year one with his uh, play from the pocket. So you're going to have to supplement him with another quarterback anyways, uh, in my opinion. If you're drafting him and he's starting day one, I'd be skeptical. Uh, right, which about is that. where Ritter comes in. Yep, you know, for, for Atlanta. You've got, Atlanta, to, you got time to come in. And Carolina, you know, do you do you sign Sam Darnold for a song? He was okay. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Jacoby maybe Brissett Andy coming in for $10 million. Yeah, Andy Dalton also another name to keep an eye on there. So, yeah, definitely would be interesting there. And it's almost you guys should be happy about this, especially you guys. Uh, but the Saints would have had with the tenth overall pick, and their team that needs a rookie quarterback in the worst way. Uh, yeah. and they that's just a quarter, that's there's your cheat for getting under the salary cap is a five million dollar quarterback. Yep, and that's the reason the Eagles are have the roster that they have right now because they're paying nothing for a second round uh, quarterback in Jalen Hurts, but. Uh, Atlanta, hell no to Richardson, Carolina, yes. So obviously Kevin Mapp is not a believer in Anthony Richardson. People down I, in Florida are like they when I was down there in December, I was getting asked by lots of Gator fans. People are really talking about him going in the first round. I'm like, like top 15 on Anthony Richardson. They're like, what? Like people fall in love with the tools, man. You know, yeah. coaches are arrogant enough to think that if you've got the tools, I'll make you a player. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Uh especially at quarterback, Nick. Yeah, it's going to come. I mean, the tools are the tangibles and we can see that with Anthony Richardson, it's going to come down to the work ethic and the intelligence. And if he passes those things, why not? Uh, I would be, that's, that's when you roll the dice. If they have the heart, the head and the talent, uh, then I would roll the dice on that because you, you never know, but those are the ones that you bet on, uh, in my opinion, but it's going to be interesting to see. He was an erratic player this year. If you cut together his top 10 plays though, nobody matches him. Nobody comes even close uh, in this draft. From a frame and arm standpoint, the most talented prospect I ever scouted was also a bust. Can you think of that person? I'll let uh, I'll let somebody think as, as we move on here. Um, because it was a work ethic. Uh, it was, I got by so easily on all of my natural gifts that I didn't have to work until I got to the NFL where everybody's good. Jamarcus Russell or Jeff George? Okay. (laughs) Jamarcus Russell. I used to call scouting players being like treasure hunting. And I said, if I'm a treasure hunter in the jungle and I come to this field and see this kid throwing the ball, I'm like, I'm done. I found it. Mm -hmm. There it is. That's the guy. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable talent. But he, he got by on that. He, He was able, he was so much bigger and stronger and, everything about him that he didn't didn't learn the game and yeah. that's that's kind of what it takes i mean you've heard about it phenomenal 
you've heard me talk about it too. Like I know that you're not the biggest fan of this person, but you need your quarterback to not only have, especially a top 10 investment level one to not only have the <clears throat> tools in my opinion, but they have to have that like almost sociopath level love and need to be great. Like Kobe Bryant, you know, shooting. Yeah. I want a better teammate than Kobe though. You know, you need, you yeah. need to be a better leadership. Kobe, Kobe, God bless him. May he rest in peace was, was not a leader. He, no, he wasn't I, a leader. He was a selfish basketball player, which you can get a buy. You can buy with when there's only basketball. five. Yeah. And football, you know, you when, you're, when just... you're a man of 53, that's, it's different. You know, you're, you're running through 40 guys in a football game. Not, yeah. not, you know, eight, but all so the it, greats, it is though, very different. The, the point though, and is he had more Derek so, Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> and Shaq. the point more so is that like the, the absolute need to be great. Like, like you and I need I air. They have to be great. Like all the great John Elway, like there's a story of where John Elway had, he was so hyper competitive that he, he'd have his quarterbacks uh, teammates in the, in that quarterback room over, you know, once a week to play pool and he'd win every time. But the one time he lost, he sold that pool table and got a new one because that old one had the stink of losing on it. Uh, just can't stand it. Um, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. These guys all have a, like a psycho level right. demand on themselves, their coaches and others. And it definitely I heard some stories about Peyton Manning in Denver. That would be a little bit. You know, he has this great like, oh, shucks personality. He's a smart guy. He knows what the, uh, yeah, the cameras it. on. Yeah. Um, but getting back to, you know, the, and that's where when you're scouting Anthony Richardson, when you're scouting Will Levis, you're looking at guys that doesn't, don't necessarily have the production, but have the tools. That's where your background checks come in. You know, I want to go back and talk to his high school coaches. And if I'm about to invest a high pick, which is a minimum of $25 million, I can do all those background checks. I can do all those type of things pretty easy. Um, those are the things I want to find out. And you're still not going to get them all right. It's an, it's an imperfect world, but Carolina, if they stick there at nine, I could see them getting Anthony Richardson. I, I could see that makes sense. And then signing a veteran bridge type quarterback as well. Uh, the Chicago bears, they are sitting there at number one. They're pretty happy with their quarterback. Yeah. Uh, they're floating out, you know, it's getting leaked out, floated out to try and keep interest in that number one pick to make it as valuable as possible that, Hey, we could take a quarterback too, or we could just stay here. You're going to have to come up and get it. There are, we've already talked about several quarterback needy teams that are right behind them. Texans, Colts, Panthers, just a few that will want to come up to that number one spot. Who are they coming up for? I think Bryce Young is the one that most teams would come up for, but there does seem to be this smoke about Will Levis. I don't personally see it myself. I think he's a good athlete. I don't think he's a great athlete. I don't think he's the twitchiest athlete either. It's like where if you could put his uh, athleticism and frame and add Bryce Young's, you know, playmaking and twitch, we're talking about one overall in most classes. Uh, obviously, duh. But uh, he's just, I don't think he, he's a big athlete in open field. But I don't think the actual ability in the pocket, you know, the the agility is always there. And you really want a baseball or excuse me, a football player to be like a, a quarterback to be like a second baseman or a shortstop turning a double play. You know, that quickness, that twitch, those short area bursts. We see it with Patrick Mahomes. We see it with Joe Burrow. Um, and that's something that makes Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields pretty miraculous as well. Those guys have quick twitch with big frames, um, which you are don't people, see very often. Are people looking at Will Levis and thinking, OK, I can get the next Josh Allen? Is that a more similar comp with his size and running style? He's more of a brute force Tebow guy with a howitzer arm and a quicker release. He just hasn't always had the production, which some will say he had a new offensive coordinator this year that they fired. Uh, Rich Scangarillo didn't didn't cut it there. That helped his drop off. And he's at Kentucky where they are out talented half the time mm -hmm. uh, that they're playing in their games. Is that the hope? We're getting we're getting the next Josh Allen. And if you do think that, shouldn't you take him one overall? I think that can be the hope. I got to say that I do not see the athleticism, or especially the arm. Will Levis' arm is good, but Josh Allen has the best arm in the NFL in terms of velocity. Now, I do like the the stroke that Will, Will Levis has. It's a nice compact release, but I don't think it's comparing him to Josh Allen is what I see when I watch him. I see far more Carson Wentz. Uh, in his game, when I watch him, you know, big frames, solid arm, uh, not always the most twitchy, but can be brute force. You oh, know, yeah, but he can off. run. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he had over 700 yards in his college career. He can he can move the sticks running the ball. He's yeah. he's someone you have to pay attention to for sure. He's a dual threat without a doubt.
Yeah. So, I mean, I, and we're talking about Levis. Yes, Levis is a fine prospect. I think he'd go top 10 in many classes, top 15 in most classes. And I think that a lot of the, you have, I think it's, there's a former NFL scout uh, who said that you have to separate the reasons from the excuses uh, as why a guy struggles and whatnot. And with Will Levis this season, their offensive line was dreadful. They didn't have a single pass catcher that would even come close to making a difference in the NFL. And that's, this is one of the things that we kind of, I, I personally learned from watching Justin Herbert. Oh, Justin Herbert's senior year was pretty poor out there, but he had like Dylan Mitchell, I think was the name of his number one wide receiver. who didn't even come close <laughs> to sniffing the NFL. Didn't have weapons out there at all. And I think that's similar to Will Levis at Kentucky this season, playing in tougher competition, a much tougher uh, league than the Pac-12 was when Justin Herbert was out there. So he's definitely one that I, I get the, I understand the talk around him being a top pick. There are flaws. I don't know about 1.1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, again, there, there's, there's flaws in all of them. That's what's going to yeah. make the Bears sitting there at one so interesting that they can, they could come down again. I think they either want a massive haul of picks and or Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. Uh, lots of views on the the last time you and I talked about the Bears and them being the big winners. Lots of comments. And some people call me an idiot for saying it's Jalen Carter. Some people call them an idiot for saying it's Will Anderson. Some people call on everybody an idiot for one reason or another. Meaning there's lots of options that could be going on here. And Chris Walker says, if Levis has a really good combine, he could shoot up the rankings quickly. When we're talking about the non-game evaluation part of this on the field, now I'm not talking chalk talk, classrooms, personality tests, all that type of stuff, but in a combine camp setting, Will Levis is going to be the best quarterback out there. He's going to be, he's going to have the strongest arm. His accuracy is going to be just fine when we're talking about no pressure or anything like that, you know, clean pockets, a combine setting where I'm taking drops nice and controlled and, and making throws. He's going to be, he's going to be QB one. Yeah. And it's he's also really else that matters. And he's really well liked. Uh, I know a lot of uh, people really respect him as a leader, uh, his work ethic and whatnot. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, and yeah, also 88, Dr. Pepper saying, uh, Levis also had an injuries this year that he had to, uh, to play through. So, um, that's a part of it as well. I mean, last year I was definitely <laughs> harsher on Kenny Pickett, uh, because I thought people were selling him as like a top five, top 10 prospect. I did not see that with him, but he's fine. Uh, he had athleticism and arm talent and seemed like a smart, uh, player as well. And looks like Right now, probably the best quarterback in this last class. We'll see what happens. It's obviously a tiny sample size with like Desmond Ritter and whatnot, but there's a reason he was the only one drafted in the first round. He's fine. And I think Will Levis, I, I see it as well. I don't see this 1.1 overall, but as far as the tools and the arm talent and the reasons uh, that he didn't put up prolific numbers this season, I think he's I think he's getting pooped on more than what his what I see his profile being uh necessitates uh just, he's getting crapped on more than uh, he should be a lot of them are that was actually yeah. one of the things i liked about covering the nfl more than college football recruiting is i could be honest mm-hmm. you know it's not you're not when you're recruiting these guys everybody gets who they want and all this type of stuff and it's you you couldn't be as honest about it you could say i don't like you know i like this guy better than this one you always had to speak in positives you couldn't say hey listen this guy was slow couldn't say that it's like oh, i'd like to see him get a little faster he's getting crapped on probably too much, but God, all of them are at this point, you know, Will Anderson's skinny. He's 230 pounds. Why would you take that guy? Jalen Carter admitted he wasn't in as good a shape. He's out of shape. He's lazy guys. Come on. Uh, It's the, it's the, the hot take quick reactions. Um, Levis is a little smaller. Cristiano Roden comes in and and puts in there as what they're listed. We'll see what they measure. Um, But that's to me, that's within, shouting distance of being really close in size might be a, a hair shorter, but you know, we're talking a couple of pounds different. When I think of six, three, two and six, four, to me, is pretty much the same thing. I'm thinking of a style where if you're asked to run the ball, are you pulling a, you know, an RPO and you're running around somebody or are you pushing a pile off the side? You know, it's the difference between Tebow and Marcus Mariota. Uh, yeah. which, which one's closer. And Allen is definitely a guy that's going to push a pile. Levis is a guy that's going to push a pile. Richardson can do both. <laughs> that's, that's the athleticism difference between them. You know, Justin Fields is going to outrun most guys. Lamar Jackson's going to unru- uh, outrun most guys. Anthony Richardson is much more Cam Newton 
where he's got the speed and the size, but does he have the arm? It's going to be very, very interesting on this. Um, we're right out an hour, y'all. We had a great time today. Um, again, if you want to share this after the fact with anybody, please do hit the like thumbs up and all that type of thing. Hit subscribe if you're a first timer in here. Thank you to so many of you for hitting the thumbs up button on Facebook. That's always a big help. And coast to coast football, I'll put a little banner in there too, is, is what we're, we're naming this pod for Wednesday mornings where we talk about all kinds of things, all kinds of things. We didn't even get into Stefan Diggs and Eli Apple and all this type of things. Uh, so before we get out of here, let me hear your picks for the weekend. I think I'm going to have the Eagles winning this one by a big margin. I think the, uh, the carriage turns into a pumpkin for Brock Purdy in this game, especially with the Eagles ability to drop players and disguise coverage and play off coverage. Uh, I don't think the San Francisco 49ers have a dominant enough offensive line to just bludgeon their way through that type of uh, defense. And I think that the, while the saints or excuse me, the, while the 49ers defense is incredible, I think that the Eagles weapons and combination of weapons, offensive line and the stress they can put on teams with the, quarterback rushing as well is going to be too much uh, for the Niners overall. So I got the Eagles uh, winning this game. I think they are a team that's going to be hard to beat um, the rest of the way. Just they can win in so many different ways. They're they match up different ways. They're the most flexible team. I think right now uh, in terms of how they can win. So then I saw Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. Go ahead. And then also the Bengals. I think the Bengals have a pick of destiny right now in the AFC. I think, I really think that whoever uh, ends up in the Super Bowl is going to get bludgeoned by the Eagles. I think the Eagles are just going to be powerhouse through this, and then we're going to see what happens with the offseason because they lose like six or seven other people on the defensive line. Uh, but this is one that's going to uh, – I think the Eagles are just going to blow everybody out the rest of the way. We'll just use a top 10 pick to start replenishing that, Eagles. Yeah. Good Lord. It's not fair what Philadelphia is doing. Jeremy knows that I am a I, – I do believe in the Skinnity curse, um, and I'm 0-5 on the Bengals because I've picked against them in most of the close games. I'm not picking against them this time. I like the Bengals going into uh Kansas city and winning that game. They're certainly not afraid to go on the road. In fact, it's almost a mental part of their game. Now it's like, hell yeah, we want to go on the road. We're really good on the road. It's actually a confidence booster for them to go on the road, go into Kansas city, Burrowhead stadium. Someone put that in the chat yesterday. I think that's kind of funny. That the chief the, the Bengals are able to get pressure with their front three, front four, and drop into coverage. And then, you know, Joe Burrow, the offensive line's playing better. I like the Bengals in this one. Um, I like the Eagles pretty strongly against the 49ers. I just think they're a more complete team. Uh, mm -hmm. what they're able to do with their front four on defense and drop seven into coverage is I wouldn't say it's unprecedented, but it's been they've got a chance to break the all-time sack record this year and they're doing it with a front four. And it was the 84 and 85 bears that hold that record. As far as the, the most games, I think it's, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like, well, 83 or 84 sacks in a full season, including playoffs. They're knocking on the door of that. And they had 70 sacks again. That's, that's incredible to me. I went back 10 years. I couldn't find anybody else in the sixties. Mm -hmm. Um, Jalen hurts, uh, has turned into a really, really effective quarterback for them. They can run the ball. They've got weapons at the skills. I like the Eagles over the 49ers. Like I said, I think they're a more complete team. Brock Purdy gets a real test on the road in Philly. That ain't going to be easy. Um, Philadelphia. And then I said I was done picking the Bengals against the Bengals, but I'm not. I still like the Eagles overall. I think they're the more complete team on, in the trenches. That's, that's where they win this game. Eagles over Bengals in the Super Bowl. I mean, just... It's not even just the trenches, though, with the Eagles. I mean, they got freaking Dallas Goddard. You're, you're comparing yeah. teams. Yeah. I'd give that nod on offensive skill players to the Bengals. But they've got great skill players for Philly. You know, it's not as big a yeah. wash there. The Eagles are better in the trenches. To me, that's the difference between the yeah. teams. 100%. I just like when you talk about this, the Eagles probably have the best offensive line and defensive line combo in football. But then they have two potential all-pro level cornerbacks and James Bradbury and Darius yeah. Slay, who Darius Slay was a first-team NFLPA All-Pro. And then you got A.J. Brown, Dallas Godard, uh Devonta Smith. I mean, it's... And then they're going to draft John Robinson. I don't... The Howie Roseman won't do that, but at uh, not, not a 10 overall. I mean, at the end of the first. They'll trade yeah. down and they'll trade down and get him. They're, they're going to get him at the 30th pick. Get another first-round pick. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, who, who knows? Um, but... I think they'll go defensive line, offensive line, or cornerback with that 10th pick because Howie Roseman is 
probably one of the biggest bangers of the drums in terms of drafting positions of values and analytics. Uh, but uh, Keith Robinson, Joe Burrows from my neck of the woods. Keith, are you from Ames, Iowa? Are you from the middle of Iowa? Because I know that's, that Bur- that's Athens, Ohio. But I know that Burroughs' dad was an assistant coach at Iowa State for a number of years. His dad played at Nebraska, and, uh, and Burrow grew up a, a big portion of his youth, I think, in Ames, Iowa. If it if it is uh, Athens High School in Ohio, and you're old enough, uh, Keith, uh, Dave McAllister was a, was a uh, was a quarterback there. Went on to Ohio State and played. He uh, his son and my son play baseball together, so I talk with Dave all the time. He's got a son that's playing at Princeton. Ooh. And uh, the wide receiver is the truth. I told you I was going to ask him about it. He says that guy who's like a deca- the, the decathlete, world-class decathlete, he says he he's legit. Um, Andre, I think his name is. Um, Costa or something. He yeah. says he's legit and he's going to have a good time down at Senior Bowl. I will be at Senior Bowl next week. We'll be here still. Yeah. I will be at Senior Bowl next week. Um, I'll, I'll film all those guys. And I think I had 60 highlight clips last year. Offensive and defensive line throws from the quarterbacks. We'll see if any of those older guys start to emerge. Um, but going to have a good time. We're kicking the show off coast to coast football. Nick and I will be back on Bron- Nick and I will be back tonight on Mile High Huddle YouTube slash Mile High Huddle. If you want to come talk Broncos and coaching search with us, otherwise we'll be back on Monday to talk Falcons. We will be back on Wednesday every Wednesday at nine for coast to coast football. Check us out uh, coast to coastfootball.com and share the pod with us. Share the pod with your friends. So appreciate y'all being here. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Peace.